We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of Three Maw. All right, welcome to another Three Maw pod. We are now back home from Dallas from Big 12 Media Days. Had a good time there uh, a couple days that we were down there and got a lot of good content for you guys. So far, we've released six or seven different episodes that hopefully many of you had an opportunity to catch up on. We're uh, we're releasing another one today with uh, another interview from Big 12 Media Days. We were fortunate to be graced with the presence of Brock Heward, college football analyst for Fox. Again, I've said it before, but I think him and Jason Benetti are really the best crew on TV when it comes to college football coverage. Just enjoy them a great immense amount when they are calling K-State games. So we're going to have that interview for you on this podcast. Before we kick to that, though, we, as always, got to thank our friends at Holiday Distillery, uh, Ben Holiday Bottled in Bond Bourbon and 360 Vodka. Go get your bottles. Go get Ben Holiday Bottled in Bond Bourbon. Pick some up at the local liquor store uh, as you get ready for what should be an exciting college football season. Start to get your tailgate gear spruced up here as we start to approach the month of August and near football season. So we got to thank our friends at Holiday Distillery as they support us. So we're going to go ahead and kick it over to Brock Heward. Uh, We talked for about 10 minutes about uh, this upcoming season, preview kind of the Big 12 landscape, K-State, uh, talk about K-State football, Will Howard, and a variety of other topics. And then we'll talk more in depth kind of about what stood up uh, at Big 12 Media Days and some of the common themes when we come back from that Brock Heward interview. So more to come after Brock, but we'll kick it over to Brock right now and hope you enjoy We are back at Big 12 Media Days live from Arlington. I'm John Kurtz joined by Cole Manbeck and, of course, Brock Heward that you guys recognize from Fox. Got a chance to do some K-State games last year, so I'm sure everybody is pretty familiar here. Uh, the podcasts here are, as always, brought to you by Holiday Distillery, 360 Vodka, Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Go out and get it. Get stocked up for your tailgates and get stocked up uh, for lake season, whatever it is that you're doing this summer. Gift yeah, if you, uh, we'll, we'll we get you. Uh, some, we'll, you know? get, we'll, we get some, we'll get some shipped out to you, Brock. Uh, so yeah, you more whiskey or vodka guy? Uh, well, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you got to see K State a decent amount last year. 
put in perspective for us what, what you thought of the run to the Big 12 title. I think they were undefeated on my watch. Is that correct? No, the oh. Texas game got us. Oh, but, that's right, yeah. Texas. Oh, yeah. so, so close. <laughs> I just, I mean, I know you guys have talked to Coach Kleiman, and we, have, truth be told, we have someone on our crew, our associate director, that looks just like Chris Kleiman. In <laughs> fact, we call him, his name is BZ. We're like, hey, Coach, because he is a spitting image of, uh, of Coach Kleiman. And we just... We just love, you know, I really do. I love coming to Manhattan once. I'm good with coming twice. The trip the third time gets a little <laughs> bit more difficult just because of the, the, the trials and the travails to make your way to Manhattan. But nothing but respect for him, for his staff. You know, I look at Coach Kleiman, I look at Kalen DeBoer at my alma mater, and I look at Lance Leipold, and there's a similarity between those three. And he talked about it today on that stage, Dick Coach, and that is just continuity matters. Having those people that you have worked with for years along different stops. And when you have that, your culture gets established faster. Your belief in what you're doing is strong because you've been there and you've done it and you've been a winner along the way. And yeah, I don't think there's any any doubt that their continuity of staff, when you sit and meet with them like we get to at our level, you feel it instantly, much like I did with Lance Leipold and certainly Kalen DeBoer at Washington. Well, a huge part of it was the quarterback that he had last year and Will Howard, obviously yeah. coming in for Adrian Martinez. You saw some of both. but. Yep. Curious your take on you know, Jalen Daniels gets most outstanding player or offensive player of the year, rather, uh, for the, the league and is the first team All-Big 12 quarterback. How do you kind of view where Will what Howard's respect level? What yeah, preseason. Pre should Will Howard that? have been the guy? What does that matter? What, is, what does any <laughs> of this preseason stuff even matter? You know, I appreciate the magazines and I love Phil Steele and it's a lot of information. But any of this preseason stuff, just ask TC, did it really matter that they were picked seventh last year? You know, Neil Brown said, we will not finish last, which is where the West Virginia was picked in this poll. So, I, no, I, I don't. If I'm Will Howard, that's just a bigger, further chip, right? How far that guy came mm -hmm. last year, that was one of the most remarkable stories. The Kansas program came out of the depths, and that's, you know, that preseason stuff's probably testament and credit to that. K-State did not have to do that, but individually where Will Howard was the two previous years watching him and watching that tape and then watching him last year, there there was, uh, I don't know, it's on one hand of individuals who had made the biggest turn of development in their career. I mean, it was night and day. When he got in there, he was a different guy, a different guy physically, a different guy mentally, and both Chris and Colin Klein have just got to own the lion's share of that credit, as does Will for being able to just have the resolve and the guts to turn it around. So that's, that's to me, the most important is, okay, you probably should have been maybe comeback player of the year last year if they have that award in the league. That's more important, the confidence that he has going in. Any of this preseason stuff, I don't put a ton of merit in. Uh, what, what do you make of this K-State football team heading into this year as the defending Big 12 champs, Brock? I think that they will still be pretty good defensively. Uh, you know, your corners last year, and Brent's, you could yep. just feel his swag, man. I watched a Legion of Boom in Seattle, yeah. right? I watched them just transform a defense, and I'm not going to go that far last year, but they were the league champs. They yep. did beat TCU in this building, yep. and the back end of that, Hayes and Brent's and crew were why. They were so good back there. And when you can just play man and you go lock it up, boys, and let the rest of these nine guys just play or and in their scheme, you know, eight of them just play, that will be where I'd have the most watchful eye because that was such an advantage for them as that year built and it built and their swag grew and their confidence grew and it didn't matter. Play us man. Put us out there. Let the rest of you go play. And, you know, really defenses, if you think about it, they're built one of two ways. Either their front four beats the five 
and lets everybody else play behind him, or you have that back end with two corners that can play lockdown man and with Hayes really playing man as well. Three guys that you feel can take away anybody, then you let those eight you know play free. So that will be where my eyes will be early. Replacing those two guys is going to be a big part of their story. I know we're not you don't care for the preseason projections, yeah. but Texas yeah. picked to win the league. K State picked to finish second. How do you kind of view the overall Big Twelve this year? Yeah, I think that's fair. If I had to vote, which I don't, because I think it's ridiculous, but if I did have to vote on that stuff, that's probably what I would vote. Because when Texas, if you know, we marched all these teams out of that tunnel right behind us and said, okay, here's the top 40 on Texas, right? Or 45, whatever you want to do. NFL roster, call it 53. Here's the top 53 of Texas off the hoof. Ooh, those guys look pretty good, you know? And then you kind of march Oklahoma and some of the others that would look pretty good. K-State would probably be roster-wise, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth, somewhere in there. But again, that secret sauce is their culture, it's their development. Jerry DePoto up in Seattle says about the Mariners, we are a draft, develop, and trade organization. That's what we are. And when I think of, of K-State, they're not on the necessarily drafting side, although they're dipping in the portal more. But that development side, and you guys know this, I'm preaching to the choir here. This has been what the essence of the program is, but they develop. They develop. So no matter what they would have looked like walking out of that tunnel two years ago, last year, this year, they're developmental, and with what they accomplished, they should be number two heading into this season. Kind of that next tier in the Big 12, TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, yeah. Oklahoma State. How do you sift through where Texas you think Tech. those teams are going to fall? Texas Tech, I you're right, kind Texas, of a dark horse Texas this year. Texas Tech's kind of a, yeah, they're kind of a dangerous one. And any trip out to Lubbock this year, and you felt it last year, it started to rise. And, and when Oregon goes down there week two, I'm going to be watching that one pretty, pretty darn yep. closely because to me that will be a, a significant tale. And, and, you know, when their coach says today we had the fastest recruiting class in America, trying to do what Matt Rule did at Baylor years ago and just taking speed and speed and speed and playing in that madhouse and with all that noise and all that chaos in Lubbock with their great fans, they're going to be, I'd have to, if you're going to make that next level down, I think I would include them in that list. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Dykes joined our seminar kind of offline. We had our Fox seminar last week. And you could sense what you sensed yesterday, and that is, you know, don't count us out. We lost a lot of people, lost our coordinator. Don't count us out because, you know, Gary recruited a lot of talent there, and they won a lot of games down there in Fort Worth for a reason because there's a lot of talent in that area. He likes his team much more than the voters like his team heading into this year. They didn't like him last year either. Um, but to me, you got to knock them out. And right out the gate with Colorado at Nebraska, we will get a pretty good deed on some of these next-level teams really quickly. Dynamics of the league are changing, obviously, with four new teams coming in. Yep. It's going to look different next year without Texas and Oklahoma, too. Who do you feel like is poised to kind of take the reins of this conference with a power vacuum with, with Texas and OU leaving? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a reason your uh, leadership administration in Manhattan extended Coach Kleiman um, because he's been there and done it, all those at North Dakota State for all those years. But it's, it's success. It's winning. It's culture. It's all those things that, that carry over and certainly carried over last year. You know, I think a BYU is going to be very intriguing to watch. You know, they're just demographic of whom they recruit, the size of that roster. And now if they can just get a little more, right, if they get into Florida or they get into Texas or they get into some doors that in the past as an independent they didn't get into, in the years to come, that will be intriguing. Uh, have either of you ever been to Provo to a game up there? I can't I wish. wish. Can't wait. Yes. I've been. It is going – you guys will go, wow, this is – Man, this is really cool. <laughs> you know, this is one of those just 
I'm gonna put in my top 10 of doing games at around the country of great fans, an amazing environment, yeah. super, super pretty with the mountains in the background, tough place to play with altitude. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously the bounce house. See, I, I look at this maybe a little differently, and this was like, woof probably a decade or more, I worked with Mike Bellotti, the old Oregon yep. coach, yep. and we were in a three-man booth. And I remember jobs came open and different things, and I wondered, hey, would he ever entertain any of them? And he taught me that the way coaches look at it is, have others won there before? You know, Sonny Dykes took over TCU and couldn't wait to take that job, because Gary won there before. Places where you've won before. George O'Leary won at UCF, and Scott Frost won at UCF, and you know, you can you have enough talent and demographics and recruiting if you do it right you put the right stuff into it and develop you can win down there they're going to be they're going to be pretty dangerous and obviously houston now finally getting their chance to get back into a power five conference uh, it's going to be very very different without oklahoma and texas but i think with those and i didn't even include cincinnati and ohio and all of that pipeline too yeah i know why this commissioner is pretty excited about the future yeah Switching gears a little bit, Brock, I mean, the last 15 years, college football landscape, college sports has changed so dramatically with conference realignment. Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on realignment and what's transpired over oh, time? Well, my thoughts are my beloved conference that I played in last century. I don't know what's going to happen, and it scares me to death. You know, that we've got a deal, we've got a deal, we've got a deal, we've got, we got no deal. And the more you say we've got a deal, and that's George Cleavecott, the commissioner of the Big 12, and the more you continue to put that out there and put that out there and put that out there and not deliver, the more you hurt your perception. This is the only sport that is still a perception is reality sport. As long as we have voters that are voting in playoff teams and it's going to go from you know 4 to 12 in the years to come, which will help, but those 12 still have to be voted in by a committee where perception does still matter. And what's happening out west just, man, it hurts my soul. Right, just to the yeah. very core of me. And it started with UCLA and USC, and I know why, and I know the revenue, and I know the networks, and I know everything that comes to play with that. But it still, uh, it still stings, and until a new deal gets put in place, I will still have a lot of consternation about what's gonna happen out west. Well, Brock, we know we know you got to run. Yep. I really appreciate you taking some time for us. Uh, certainly, best of luck as you move on here through Media Days, uh, trying to get through Media Row, but we appreciate it. Take care. You got it, boys, thanks. Thanks, Brock. You bet, man. Incredibly grateful for Brock Heward for, for jumping on the pod with us. He was incredibly busy uh, in Dallas and uh, just really grateful that he has uh, made a second time appearance for us on the Three Maw Pod and uh, some terrific stuff from Brock. Before we toss the break, we got to tell you about our friends at Home Field Apparel. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm currently rocking a Home Field Apparel t shirt. Uh, it's the 1993 Copper Bowl Champ shirt when K State defeated Wyoming, I think 52 to 17. One of the more vivid memories I have uh, as a K-State fan at a very young age growing up, I remember watching that game and K-State thoroughly dominating and just the importance and significance of what that game meant to the K-State football program. So I had to get my hands on this Copper Bowl shirt. There's actually three different varieties of the Copper Bowl shirt. There's also a black crew neck sweatshirt, which John Kurtz, uh, who co-hosts the show with us, has. And then there's also a white shirt with purple uh, stripes around. I, I got just a plain white. Uh, but they're just super comfortable. So, you know, I, I just love the look and the feel of these shirts. I've actually got seven different home field shirts in my closet right now. I got three from the latest drop uh, that home field had. And one of them is a lavender with a, a retro K-State logo on it. It's a lavender shirt. I wore that on the way down to Dallas. Uh, just a terrific collection. They've done two different drops 
4K State over the past year. They did their first drop with a huge collection and variety of K-State shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, etc. And they just recently, in the month of June, did another K-State drop with 10 or 11 different items. So get on over to homefieldapparel.com, check it out, and get some of your K-State year as you prepare for the upcoming season and watching the defending Big 12 champs. All right, we'll toss the break now, and when we come back, Derek and I are going to talk about what we heard from Big 12 Media Days and some of the things that really stood out. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we're back from break, and uh, now we get to let Derek talk a little bit here and get some of his thoughts from Big 12 Media Days in Dallas and some of the things that he heard. So, Derek, just to, to kick things off at a high level, I mean, what, what were some of the things or common themes that really stood out to you um, that you wanted to highlight from what you heard at Big 12 Media Days? Yeah, I think some general takeaways would be that the offense is certainly good enough to repeat as Big 12 champions, and they got to get the defense up to speed in a few spots. So I think the offense is probably ahead of the defense at this point. Probably not a shock to anyone considering um, just the amount of, of talent that returns on that particular unit and combined with how elite of a, a play caller just in year one, Colin Klein, was you, you return your quarterback and your entire offensive line. You're, you're probably going to feel about 
feel good about your offense uh, no matter what. You have an all-Big 12 tight end, two very capable running backs. So uh, aside from sorting out the receiver position, which I think Chris Kleiman alluded to being the objective on the offensive side of the ball, I think just getting the defense up to speed because there's going to be a lot of new faces. You you do have some guys returning that you know we're very familiar with, um, such as Daniel Green, you know Nate Matlack, Khalid Duke, those types. But I mean, you bring back 15 returning starters, and I think you know 15 or 16. I think I've seen in places. Uh, I know Pete Thamel wrote about that. I think like what eight or nine of those are probably on the offensive side of the ball. So that means you're you're probably shuffling in uh, a lot of different starters, particularly in the secondary. Um, I think just aside from Kobe Savage, you'll probably what have a different starter in the secondary at every spot aside from Kobe Savage. So um, I think that was a general takeaway: just having the defense get up to speed in order to repeat as Big Twelve champions, because the offense is probably there considering you know. You lost, you probably only had two significant losses, one being Deuce Bond, and you replaced it with Treshawn Ward and Keegan Johnson, two of your better transfer additions, and probably the history of the program, at least on paper. So you got to feel good about that. Uh, not that they are Arthur Brown, but they, they should have significant impacts on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think second would be just probably the players. Um, you know, a, lo- a very trendy question, and Obviously, I'm part of it too. That gets asked, you know, this time of year is is what guys aren't we talking about? Will we be talking about? Right? Uh, I think Coach Clyman raved about Marquise Siegel, the safety transfer from North Dakota State, and then additionally, you heard a lot about Uso Sayamalo, uh, the nose guard, who's going to be replacing Eli Huggins and is going to have to play a pivotal role, and his caliber of play could determine how good they are on the defensive side of the ball. If you talk to a lot of people with knowledge about the program, uh, just what Uso, how he performs, will probably dictate the direction of the defense. It's an important spot, but he has a chance to really blow up too. Um, if he continues the trajectory that he is, Austin Romain was probably the true freshman discussed the most, and, and that's really a surprise just because the linebacker position probably – seems to have the most traffic in terms of if you want to find a lot of playing time um, in year one or any playing time in year one, it seems like linebacker is a lot of traffic to navigate and maneuver around and to eclipse there. But Austin Romain was on the tip of everyone's tongue. And and it's also shocking because, if, and you know, we're a proponent of this too, recruiting rankings aren't everything, right? Because if you go back and look at the Kansas State class of 2023 and just about every network, I'd imagine he's probably the least ranked or one of the lesser ranked players in the entire class. Yeah, he was one of the lesser ranked players. I actually went back and checked. He's in the uh, the bottom five, I believe, in that class on the on three consensus. I believe the on three consensus had him as like the 153rd ranked linebacker in the country. True freshman out of Missouri, uh, more of your traditional size linebacker, where he's almost 240 pounds, six foot two, more of a downhill guy. And I, you know, he didn't have another power five offer, which doesn't mean everything. Of course, K-State has landed tons of guys without power five offers or minimal power fives uh, that ended up blowing up and being tremendous football players. I think his best offer was from Tulane uh, out of all of his listed offers, which they certainly know defense. Um, but yeah, Romaine, R- Romaine was a, a guy that was 
brought up by every single player. I mean, I remember Daniel Green, when I asked him about guys standing out at linebacker on the, the pod that we released earlier this week, the first guy I think he said uh, outside of Austin Moore was was Austin Romaine. And I kind of, you know, hit pause in my head and was a little bit surprised by that. But may- maybe we shouldn't be surprised, D.Y., just because he's probably picking things up very quickly. If uh, you go back and look at his profile, he had offers from almost every Ivy League school. So probably a really cerebral player that's picked up the system very fast. I mean, he had Penn, Yale, Brown, uh, Harvard. Um, that's just a, a Rice, which is an Ivy League, but a really you know uh, high academic type school. So you know that, who that, else? Who's Will Howard? Will Howard? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Will and. You guys will hear it on a, a podcast being rela- released later this week with Stan Weber, but Stan Weber said Will Howard is the smartest quarterback in the country. And again, I mean, that's a common theme too, uh, just because it's another guy that had big-time Ivy League offers, really intelligent guys. So, yeah, the Austin Romaine thing, that really stood out. Uh, Marcus Siegel was a guy that DYU asked Coach Kleiman, and it's on the podcast that was released uh, last week about who is the next guy out of the secondary that makes it to the NFL. And, and his response was Marcus Siegel. I mean, are, are you surprised with all the mentions from him? North Dakota transfer, North Dakota State transfer, I'm sorry, uh, who's a junior. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to gauge stats from, like, the secondary, but he didn't have, like, the most impressive stats in the world at North Dakota State. Uh, what, what are your thoughts and what have you heard on Siegel? Yeah, just defense in general, I I, tr- I tend to stay away with stats because so many of them can be misleading when it comes to football. You, you for example, a, a massive nose nose guard that's just destructive um, can have like no tackles and no sacks and still be the best player on the field that day. So yeah, I stay away from defensive stats. Marky Siegel, I think you know at times, I think he was kind of a late bloomer even in college, right? because he's at the tail end of his career, even though he still has two years of eligibility remaining if he wishes to use both. But I don't think he began last year as even a starter for North Dakota State, and he kind of worked himself up. So I think he's a guy that's starting to play his best football. His best football is probably still ahead of him, despite his age. And I'm I'm not necessarily too surprised, because when they brought him in, and I heard about you know probably switching from corner to safety, because he played a lot of corner at North Dakota State, when you consider who else switched from corner to safety and played in North Dakota State, that was Josh Hayes. And, you know, they, they, they've they hit the lottery, like, repeatedly in the defensive backfield when it comes to transfers, too. So um, not necessarily a surprise on that one, especially since I was kind of already penciling him in as a starter as well. I mean, who knows how it'll shake out. I think fall camp, at least the first week or two, they'll probably iron out who they want to rely on the most and who they don't particularly in the secondary because that that still has a lot of feels like it has a lot of spots positions rules snaps still left to be determined so we'll find out more but if i was going to pencil in i would think what kobe savage bj Payne, and marky siegel that's probably what i go with even before b12 media days but i think i feel better about that being the three even after all the Siegel mentions did was solidify what you told John Kurtz, Drew Galloway, and I on the drive down to Dallas two media days when you brought up Siegel in the car and, and said how much they've been impressed with him, how good do you think he could be? And then his name was consistently brought up 
and then Coach Kleiman says he's the next guy that could get drafted out of the secondary. Out of you know they've had Russ East, Josh Hayes, Julius Brent, et cetera, that were transfers that came in, got drafted. Kobe Savage is a junior college transfer. He's got a shot to play on Sundays as well. So yeah, it certainly makes sense. And you're right, like defensive stats shouldn't matter all that much, especially on the D line, nose tackle, et cetera, at the cornerback position, safety. It's so hard to gauge. And you know, a guy like Josh Hayes didn't even hardly get on the field at Virginia in the year prior before he came to K-State. And then look what he did. He's a fifth-round pick of the Bucks. Stylistic fit matters a lot, yeah. particularly with this defensive staff. I think, you know, so certain guys click, even if they haven't clicked elsewhere. So um, that that's important. Uh, and this is not a shot, too, but like we were talking in the car, Will McDonald had a really good career at Iowa State and was a first-round pick um, just this past year. But if you actually go back and look at the stats from last season, and this is not a shot at either of the two, uh, Brendan Mott had more sacks than Will McDonald. Yep, yep, you're right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I, I, I trust this coaching staff and Joe Klanderman and Chris Kleiman when it comes to secondary guys, especially in finding the right fit. So when they say things like this, ears perk up and you got to listen to what they're saying when they're highlighting guys in the secondary position. We're going to toss to to one final break and we're going to come back and we're just going to keep talking about some of the different things that we heard at Media Days and guys that stood out. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Or KC Sports D.Y., you mentioned Uso Sayamalo, and uh, that's a, every time we brought his name up to somebody, or, or unsolicited even, multiple times. I mean, we just had Cooper Beebe on the pod down there, and uh, the guy, we asked him about the defense, and he highlighted Uso. I mean, it was the common theme throughout Big 12 media days. Uso maybe got raved about more than anybody, which is a huge factor given the, the loss of Eli Huggins, a six-year guy, and how pivotal it was to that defense. I mean, Chris Kleiman said to you, D.Y., that, that Uso Sayamalo is an all Big 12 type player heading into this season, just how he's gotten his body into shape um, and just how big and physical and how well he can move. That was, I think Daniel Green said he can move like a tight end uh, when we asked him about it. So uh, just a really athletic, big dude that everybody has said is just unfair to block. Uh, what do you make of the significance of the comments you've heard about Uso and just how pivotal he is to this K State defense in 2023? Yeah, I think it was Cooper Beebe that kind of said all of that, where he was said it's unfair 
a guy that big can move as well as he does and that he kind of can run like a tight end or a defensive end, a guy on the edge. So, uh, that I mean, that's a valuable tool if it keeps coming to fruition, if he keeps ascending as a player. Um, what I will take away the most, uh, I guess I, I want to say one thing too, is that I thought three players probably that maybe weren't you know, front and center probably received the most praise uh, when we were asking those types of questions throughout Big 12 Media Days. I thought it was Uso Samalo, Austin Romain, and Marquis Siegel. I thought those three probably stole the show in terms of attention um, being or compliments being heaped on to players maybe off the radar a little bit. But, I, you know, my biggest takeaway from Uso Samalo and why I think he might be on the cusp of, of doing some really, really great things for Kansas State is when I ask about Uso. Because sometimes I don't think just words do it justice. Sometimes it's like reactions that's like, you know, why you want to be interviewing someone in person rather than via Zoom because you don't have that personal interaction. But Chris Kleiman's sitting in between between us, and I asked him about Uso Sayabalo, and if you haven't watched the YouTube part of it, you should. He goes, like, like you just completely blown away by my, you know, th- those types of responses, just those little things, I think, can really reveal what's actually happening behind the scenes sometimes even more powerful than just words. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, and those are the three guys that to me stood out the most. Uh, some of the other guys that were consistently mentioned too as well, DY, that weren't necessarily surprises, Keegan Johnson being one at the right receiver position and just how special of a talent he is. Jacob Parrish, who's going to be a sophomore this year, was a true freshman last year, had meaningful snaps, played meaningful snaps in the Big 12 Championship, brought up a lot, Olathe product. Uh, I think they certainly expect big things from Parrish, uh, is going to be penciled in as a starter at the cornerback position. Uh, I'm trying to thank other guys here. Um, Desmond Purnell, Will Howard, of course. Yeah, Will, Will obviously, sensational. Um, and Desmond Purnell, I heard that name several times at the linebacker position as well, who played last year as a redshirt freshman, but it sounds like he's coming on even more here heading into his sophomore year. That's been a name that has been repeatedly mentioned throughout the offseason. Uh, I, I, he's probably tell you himself, and hopefully we'll we'll talk to him in the near future, but I think that's one of Y Thompson's favorites of what he's seen throughout the offseason as well, Desmond Purnell. Uh, you know, quietly had a really good year last year in his first year of real snaps so i think he's going to be a very reliable probably sam linebacker um and at this point i'm probably shocked if he's not a starter at that spot too i thought he was really good at reserve duty a year ago probably the they've shuffled in a lot of different types at that spot um body types stylistic fits i think desmond purnell probably reflects what they would like most at that certain position Chini Obiazor was uh, one other guy that was brought up multiple to ABAs or I'm sorry, I, I mispronounced it, but a, a DN from Minnesota, true freshman, got here for spring ball, was six foot six, 245 pounds when he arrived. I mean, I think he's only like 250, 255 currently on the roster, but he his body uh, looks really good. And he's a name that was brought up. I think Cooper Beebe said he's been the most impressive young guy on the defensive line to date. And D- another guy, DY, that on the drive down, you mentioned as somebody that could potentially play this year as a true freshman. And initially we thought he might be a bit of a project and, and need a couple of years and maybe put on weight and move on down the line to D tackle. But 
he seems to be flourishing at defensive end right now. Yeah, he just uh, really took to because when he arrived in January as an early enroller, he really took to everything that he was being taught and told to do. Um, just soaked it all up, did everything he w- he was asked. Um, that's how you command the respect of the locker room. If you're older players, right away, if you come in and just approach your work in, in a very mature way, um, and work, and you know, work your butt. Uh, we we've heard that from a number of true freshmen that came in and just absolutely arrived on a mission. Wesley Ferret, Avery Johnson, or two others that come to mind. But Chidi, you know, packing on twenty to thirty pounds in just a few months. Um, probably accelerated his timetable to see the field for sure. Anybody we missed, D.Y.? Anybody you could think of that was consistently brought up that either was a surprise or not that we expected? You know, I I don't think we missed anyone, but just that the second unit offensive line is pretty good too. So um, I think they're really, really happy about that group and how they've come along. And I think they're, you know, hoping, praying, and wishing for, uh, a really good finish to the Taylor Portier story just because of all the adversity that he's kind of ripped through um, in his time at Kansas State. He probably just, he, not probably, he definitely deserves some goodwill to come his way this season. Yeah. The offensive line could go nine, 10 deep. I mean, you got Andrew Langang, you've got John Pastore, uh, Drake Beckwith, guy that they liked who redshirted last yeah. year as well. Um, you could go on and on down the list. Yeah. Carver Wick. Yeah, Carver Willis, another guy that uh, they like. So there's a lot of talent up front that's uh, in the repertoire, especially moving forward into the future, but guys that they're probably going to have to find some snaps for uh, this year. So certainly not a bad thing there. And then Khalid Duke, I mean, he was asked, uh, we brought him up numerous times, and and they certainly seem really excited about having him at his natural pass rushing role on the D-line at D-end in this this season. He's going to be a big piece. Yeah, that's a comfortable spot for him, and they probably needed that pass rush with Felix Andy DK Uzama um, out the door now playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's another way to to generate some, you know, pressure on the quarterback that kind of departed with with Felix, who was kind of the main staple, a guy that they could count on in that area for multiple seasons. I'd be curious because I, I think the defensive line is a a bit of a work in progress, and I think the offensive line is probably fairly dominant at this point. I bet those battles, you know, at the beginning of fall camp, I'd be curious to watch those um, in real time. Now, we won't get the chance to do that, obviously, but I bet the offensive line is going to beat up on that defensive line a little bit in the early stages, and I bet at the end of the day that'll be good for them because they, they really need the defensive line to probably come along a little bit. Um, not that it not that they aren't there yet. I think Duke helps out a lot. Brendan Mott and Nate Matlack have played a lot of snaps too. But And Chris Kleiman did say, you know, he was very honest with us and said that he's very comfortable and feels very good about the front seven at this point. Uh, I probably have more questions about the defensive line still that I need to see, kind of need to see it to believe it. But he certainly, Chris Kleiman didn't uh, – have a lack of confidence about that group, but he seemed more along the lines that they needed to shore up the back four or five rather than anything in the front seven. Yeah, if anything to me, it might be more of a, a two deep type where the the biggest concern is. I think Uso is going to be rock solid at nose. I think Khalid is going to be fine at the end. I think he's going to flourish there. Brandon Mott last year was top ten in sacks. He had six sacks. Now, of course, he had Felix opposite him. So Khalid Duke can be that guy that gets eight to 10 sacks and in his natural pass rushing set, 
that would be huge. And then do you have the 2D? You know, is Nate Matlack healthy this year? Can he be the guy that we expected to be last year, but he battled an ankle injury all season? Because Nate Matlack has the potential. Yeah, Nate Matlack battled a couple of ankle injuries, I think. I think he had two bad wheels um, that he was dealing with for the entirety of the season or, or nearly the entirety of the season. Yeah, it's it's a, it'll be that, – that position will probably be one of the ones I look at the most for the first three or four games because I think that will tell us a lot of where they are at that time. Graham Mott was top 10 in sacks a year ago in the conference with six. Uh, I do have to remember, I think three of those were in one game. Yeah, against West Virginia. You know, nose tackle, it's really a matter of, like, who can fill in and help Uso behind him because you're, you're relying on Javon Banks and uh, Damian Ilaleo, who hasn't played a lot of snaps yet. Now he's heading into his sophomore year. Can he give him 15 to 20 snaps? Manhattan high product. Yeah, I I got to feel that they're going to count on Ilaleo this year. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. Well, we threw out a lot of names there. I think they there's a lot of reason to be excited, a lot of optimism, um, you know, coming from big 12 media days. We hope you guys have enjoyed all of the content, uh, that we brought forth so far. I believe we came out of there with, uh, eight podcasts and we've released, uh, five or six so far. So hopefully you guys are enjoying them. Um, appreciate all the players. We had Will Howard on Cooper BB, Kobe, Kobe Savage, Daniel Green, Chris Kleiman. Uh, we had Stan Weber on, we may have had some audio issues with Wyatt Thompson, so we may need to uh, to re-record that one. But uh, obviously the Brock Keyword one that we just released for you here. And, and who could forget the, the comments from Tim Weiser, former K-State Athletic Director and Deputy Commissioner currently of the Big 12 Conference, who apparently made some Texas and Oklahoma fans mad. That's the rumor. I, I don't know why, but uh, that's, that's what I've heard from uh, that podcast that we released last Wednesday. So... Anyways, we appreciate all of you listening uh, to all of the coverage as we gear up for what should be a really exciting football season. Remember to like, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy this coverage. Leave us a rating, a review uh, on Apple or Spotify. Let us know how we're doing. Leave a comment on YouTube. Subscribe to the KCSNU YouTube channel as well if you enjoy the coverage on YouTube. So appreciate all your support. Appreciate the support of our partners, Homefield Apparel and Holiday Distillery and Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon 360 Vodka. Stock up for the upcoming season. Appreciate DY for jumping on the pod with us as we push out another show. And uh, appreciate Nick Springer behind the scenes for making the magic happen and producing the show. So thank you all, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company.
serving collectors since 1945.